Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, some of these, some of these uh, words that we've been singing are really uh, powerful words. If you hook your faith up to the words, then um, what you're singing actually becomes what you're living. And it's an amazing, wonderful, wonderful thing to be able to sing what you want to live. And uh, praise the Lord. I'm glad that we sing songs that are based on the Word of God. And they're based on what God is telling us and leading us and doing for us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, Pastor Sharon is, is uh, just busy getting ready in the, in the back there. Uh, I'm going to just talk to you about her for a minute. Um, you know, when I met her, although I, you know the story, I thought she was just the most amazing looking girl in the world. Um, she was gorgeous to me. But the thing that I fell in love with most was the way that she loved God. And, our, and we just had a connection that was based on our, both of our zeal for God and our love for God. It's not something that she talks about very often, but, but before I met her, she actually thought she had uh, said that maybe she wouldn't get married because <clears throat> she wanted to serve God and be used by God in such a way and all of the guys that she had met were not kind of in that space with her, where she could give her all to God. And so she didn't, she kind of thought maybe she wouldn't get married until she met me. Yes. <laughs> and I wouldn't let her go. <laughs> so praise the Lord, <clears throat> she kind of began to realize that... Um, her zeal and her passion for God was best expressed in the way that she lived for God. And then however God chose to use her, she could be used based on the way that she chose to live. And, of course, it's something that was very strong in my heart because of where I grew up in church and the way that the church let me down, the way the church let my parents down, even though... I suppose one could say in some ways they deserved it at some point. That's still not how the church should behave. And so even though the church let me down, Jesus never let me down. Even though the church and, and people around me had treated us badly, me being a preacher's kid and all, saw all the, all the warts and all the bad things, so did Pastor Sharon. She grew up as a, as a preacher's kid too. And... Uh, she, source many of the things that denominational churches or organizations of churches can do for people or can do to people I should say and yet we both had a zeal and a passion for God that superseded church organization it superseded um, anything that that we could put blame on people for we decided that if we wanted to in, Encounter God, we had to press into Him regardless of, of what the church did. And even after we had made the deci decision and been married for many years, 
um, the church organization had the potential to let me down. You know, when, um, when my pastor judged against me and it became a public thing, and then months later I was proved to be, both Pastor Sharon and I were proved to be correct in our interpretation of what was going on spiritually. We had every chance to walk away from the church. The devil made sure we had every chance to walk away from the church, become offended and become all of those things. We realized that we couldn't put our trust in organization. We had to put our trust in God. And I still say to you, you need to put your trust in God. Not in me, and not in Pastor Sharon, not in any people. You need to put your trust in God. On the one hand, on the other hand, we choose to live our lives, as the Apostle Paul says, that the way we live becomes an example to you. And we do not become one of those that... Um, to be found out and unworthy of the calling that God has called us to. And so I say about Pastor Sharon, I'm, I'm delighted to say that I've lived with this woman for many, many years, and I don't often get an opportunity to speak about her like this and have as much time to speak about her like this, but I wanted to do so this morning. That after all of these years of living together, more than 40 now, I can say that I've still, I still love the way she loves God. I still love the way that she wants to pursue God. I still love the way that she's passionate about her, her personal space with God, which has got nothing to do with me. It's got everything to do between her and God. And, and on that score, I can say to you that she is an example to all of us she is, she is, she's, she puts her body under and she's dedicated to serve the Lord Jesus. When she comes up here and she ministers to you, she has a particular gift that not many of you see anymore too much, but sometimes it still comes out where the fire of God comes upon her and the prophetic gift that is in her begins to speak fire and bring correction and bring direction. Um, but more often now than not, her prophetic gift is instructive and teaching and it's activating. And, her, and the gift that is in her is an activating gift and it makes us go places and it draws us into places because of the anointing and the way that she functions with God. And so I encourage you and all people that watch this, I encourage you to allow the activating gift and the teaching gift that is in Pastor Sharon that you allow it to draw you into a higher place and a deeper place and a greater place with God. Hallelujah. And so I introduce to you the love of my life and my partner in ministry, Pastor Sharon Ben Dixon. I don't know where I put my glasses now, my reading glasses. Did it fall? Okay. Thank you. Hallelujah. So um, there's a lot that the Lord wants to get through 
um, something powerful that Pastor John said to me uh, last night on our way home. He said, we're going to pull everybody with us, Sharon. We're going to pull everybody with us. Everybody that wants to come is going to be given an opportunity to come with us on this weekend. And so there is such a great expectation that is in our hearts to go where? To come with us spiritually, to come with us where God wants us to go in prayer. Because God promised us that he was, if we would organize and establish prayer in 2007 when Pastor John and I were fasting and praying and seeking God, he gave us a specific word. He said, now prayer's got to be organized and established in this church properly so that it can increase and intensify. He spoke to us in 2007. Now you start in 2008. And don't debate and don't hesitate or you'll be too late. He began to speak to us about the nation of South Africa that was on the precipice of an abyss. He used those words. The nation of South Africa is on the precipice of an abyss. And in this church, prayer must be organized and established so that I can increase it and intensify it. And we've been faithful to do that. Uh, um, prayer Connect groups every week since 2008. And so now the Lord is saying, I'm going to increase and intensify prayer. And the increase and the increase comes from God, and the intensification comes from the Holy Spirit in your heart. That's how it happens. It's because you want Him to and you permit Him to become more intense in your heart and, uh, and um, increase in your, in your prayer. Right, stay behind the pulpit. Okay. For the light. All right, but I'm not going to be able to stay. My darling, I've got lots of things to move in and people to pray. But for the teaching. For the teaching. Okay. Yes, Pastor John. All right. So, where to start? I will start where he said I must start. At the beginning, we, oh, it's here on the front of my father. Glory to God. So one of the things um, that the Lord wanted me to say to you for this time of prayer that we will be having this morning and, and this afternoon and tomorrow morning too, we're going to be having teaching and prayer too tomorrow morning, Right? He gave me the scripture in Isaiah 56 verse 7 that's, that says this. It says, I will make you joyful in my house of prayer. I'm going to just turn there. Isaiah 56 verse 7, I will make you joyful in my house of prayer. Now, I've always known that the scripture was there. Oh, I'm going to need, I don't know, why the pulpit? Oh, um. If I could perhaps have another pulpit here, please. It would really help me. I know exactly where my things are in my books, but I need to be able to get to it quickly. Right. So we're going here to Isaiah 56. Of course, Jesus speaks about it in the New Testament where he, of course, walks into the temple and he's got a whip. And uh, he, 
he, he sees what actually is happening in his father's house, in his house. And he takes a whip to them and says, you've made it a house of merchandise. You've made it something it's not supposed to be. My house should be called a house of prayer, which means a house of speakings to God. Speakings to God. Words to God. Thank you so much. That will really, really, really help me. Thank you, Krobis. Thank you, LaRue. Glory, glory. And so, yeah, thank you. That's perfect. Isaiah 56, 7 says, Even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. That's the only part I want to show you, just that part of the verse. I will make them joyful in my house of prayer. And so this word joyful, I looked up for the first time, and it's a Hebrew word that's um, samach. It's S-A-M-A-C-H. And the vine says it's to rejoice and be joyful and brighten up and to be blithe and to be gleesome. And to be merry and to be jubilant and cheered up and to exalt. The root of this word, shamak, denotes being glad or joyful with the whole disposition as indicated by its association with the heart, the soul, and the lightening up of the eyes. Now this is important. Vines says this about this word shamak. Samak refers to a spontaneous emotion of extreme happiness expressed in a visible manner. And this emotion arises, it arises, right? It is not the abiding state of well-being that a believer experiences. It arises at special occasions, such as prayer, in prayer, while at prayer it arises, so this word samak is a, 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 it arises in you, and it's an inner experience which is visibly expressed. It's spontaneous, unsustained feeling of jubilance. It's feeling so strong that it finds its expression in some external act. And there's often times when I have prayed with people that they find themselves. They find themselves laughing. Why? Because God said, I will make you joyful. There will be spontaneous expressions of glee and blithesomeness and, and um, brighten up. You'll find yourself brightening up in times of prayer. So we can expect that in prayer, right? And so then, there are other experiences that we have in prayer. And I'm teaching primarily to the people that, that are here for the first time, but it's always wonderful for us to hear these things again. The Bible talks about many experiences that we can have in prayer. We're not looking to have the experience. What we are purposing to do is to yield to the Holy Spirit who is moving in us. It's not the experience that makes the, power pray, uh, the, the prayer powerful. It's our faith that makes our prayer fa- powerful because we know God hears us. But our yielding to the Holy Spirit for us to pray in the way that he wants us to pray at that particular time, that particular prayer, in that particular way. Like I read out of 
Hebrews chapter 5, in the days of his flesh, Jesus made supplications with strong crying. And I will share with you what that word crying means. What Jesus, in the days of his flesh, he made special petition and supplications with strong crying and tears. Right? So there's that experience to be had in prayer. And then Jesus had the experience in prayer which people thought was just emotion, but it was actually coming from his spirit to his emotions when he was raising Lazarus from the dead, when he was groaning and sighing within himself. And when he was weeping, they thought, oh, he feels so sorry for them. That's why he's crying, because Lazarus died. But his tears were coming from his spirit man. Because in the days of his flesh, he offered up special supplication with tears and with um, strong crying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so because Jesus did, and because I'm a son of God, as Jesus was on earth, I am on earth as a son of God. He's the firstborn among many brethren. I cry like him. I am, I am perfectly formed as a new creature to find expression like that by the person of the Holy Spirit that I flow with in prayer. Oh, prayer. Prayer speakings to God, words to God, with God. Glorious, glorious, glorious. And so, to call. The Bible talks about calling. The Bible talks about prayer being call. I call to God. Let me read some of these that I've underlined. So the Bible talks about the ways in which we can express our praise and the Holy Spirit will lead us. Cry to me and I will hear you. Call to me and I will. It's a call. It's a cry. All these words mean different things. But the Holy Spirit within us knows how to move in us to to, to do that with God. Hallelujah. He sent, Romans says, he sent the spirit of his son Jesus into our hearts. That cry. Abba, Father. That's why I pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. The Bible's clear on that, that you pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. And so these are things. Now, I'm just going to mention some things here. There's weeping. There's tears. There's joy. There's calling. There's crying. There's groaning. There's sighing. The message Bible says he makes prayers out of our wordless sighs. Sighing. He sighed within himself, Jesus Joy, gladness, laughter. God's, God sits in the heavens and laughs because he sees that the, the, the day is coming. I think that's Psalm 2. It's a psalm where we pray for our nation. It says he sits in the heavens and laughs because he sees. He knows his church is rising up to pray. And he sees the day of defeat of the enemy coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so praising, shouting is all part of our praying. Thanksgiving is part of our praying with God. There's a time for for all of that. And I'm making you aware of these different expressions and different encounters that we are going to be having with God in prayer so that you know that they're all in the Bible and that you don't get a fright when there's manifestations of his Holy Spirit in prayer. Glory to God. Sounds of heaven, the Holy Spirit. The thing is, is that we yield to the Holy Spirit. And we give our amplitude to him, right? He's created us with an amplitude, which means my voice can go soft. My voice can go medium. My voice can go loud. My voice can shout. God's created my voice in his image. God has a voice. I have a voice like God's. 
You have a voice like God's. You've been created in his image. Whatever the voice of God, the Bible says the voice of God can do, our voice can do. When we're with the Holy Spirit in prayer, because you never pray alone. I never pray alone. I read to you that scripture last night in 1 Corinthians 14 that says, what shall I do? I will, I will pray. My spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays. I will sing my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me sings. The spirit, we're speaking about the spirit life of prayer now. Not the performance, the religious dead, dead stuff of prayer. We're speaking about a living language, a living Holy Spirit living inside of us who gives life to our prayer life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I tell you, when I'm up in the morning, I know that there's a lot of you that have been cultivating your personal time with God. I'm up in the morning. I can't wait. My first words to God are, my first words to God are, into your bright presence I come. Into your arms I run. I am your son. And I'm there with God. Instantly. Instantly. I remember when I was first cultivating my own personal prayer time with the Lord in the beginning, I would not sense his presence so much. My faith had to grow. Because now I know. I know. I know he's in me. My faith is there. The faith has come to me by the, my meditations on the word. That tells me I have access instantly to the presence of God. My faith has got, come to that. But I, I, I would say to him, but Lord, I don't always experience in your presence when I come to you in the morning. And he said to me, don't even worry about that. You've got to focus on what my word says. My presence is already in you. Your, your um, sensitivity to my presence must develop. Your intuitiveness to my spiritual presence, because it's not like another person's presence. You've got to develop that knowing of me on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. It's one of the things that the Lord said through you, Pastor John, is that he's going to restore this year people's personal relationships with him. Their personal relationships with him. Hallelujah. Where's Essie? Where's Esther? Come, Esther. I don't want you to just hear me. I want you to hear from another spirit being. That's cultivating her spirit life and her personal prayer life with Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit deeply. Tell them what you do in the morning when you're up. When I, in the morning, I will go to Hebrews 10, verse 19, by his blood, knowing that it's not about my performance at all. And the Lord is helping me with that at all. It's not religious spirit. It's it's not religion, but it's just to love him and to come and enter into his presence, to be with him, to love him. And because we love him, that's yes. why we obey him. Yes. So, Apostle, and that has helped me tremendously too. Yes. Yes. I don't have to feel his presence. It's not, it's not based on my emotion. It's based on the word of God and my believing in the word of God. Yes. And that I can enter into his presence with boldness because of the blood of Jesus. And yes, so in the morning, should I tell you? What do I do? Okay, so yes, I go to the Psalms. I speak to God with Psalms. I praise Him. I sing to Him in the morning. I just love on Him in the morning. And then I would go into praying for the nation, pray first for those who are in authority. I would pray for Pastor John, for Brother Jerry. Hallelujah! (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) 
So yes, I would pray first for those who are in authority. Um, um, I would pray for the people. And also, I just love what I've been saying to God. Is It's wonderful as I pray for the people that I love. Because the more you pray for someone by the Holy Spirit, your love for them grows and develops. So that's personal desire in my heart. The more I go there to pray and intercede for others, that my love for others and for the body will grow and increase and intensify in my heart. Yes. Um, So, yes, that's what I do. And then I pray for myself as too in my own life, in the different areas of my life, either going into finances or I would pray out my day. Yes. um, Praying out God's plans for my day. Um, Yes. Um, what do I do? Else? Yes. <laughs> and, so, and so just As give us an example of I'm praying out my day now, Lord. Just, just yes. hook up with the Holy Spirit. You can close your eyes. Just show us how you do it, Esther. Thank you, Father. Well, Lord, thank you that I know that you are shifting and shaking and arranging encounters with people today. It's already prepared. It's already completed, Father. You have already written and you have fashioned every day of my life in your book, Father. It's yes. already prepared already prepared and it's completed and thank you father that as i pray it out i can walk it out today that i bump into holy ghost inspired words and not someone else's will not not someone else's ways but your ways father your good plan for me you have a good plan for me it's a plan of peace and welfare father so thank you father that as i pray this out and that i can walk into those paths that you have prepared for me that you planned beforehand for me and do those good works lord that you prepared for me that I can walk it out and then I'll pray it out in the spirit and then I go barku di pa di kindi baha undu ni me to me kam arundu tilele banan din ti endi antum okonda argun timaa o tanama yesura burst forth in the fruit in the fruitfulness of my faithfulness bantu ni kenda banu pre ego all argo be erka di kandi mekene thank you lord that you direct my steps gute berkundu om anu be merka mandu no am in touch with you holy spirit i'm in sync with you i'm in flow with you holy spirit damba nu bremer kanama i only say and i only speak what i hear you say what your word says as you speak to my heart i say it lord depra numo reberkanda namakunde breberkenda maha thank you lord that i'm developing thank you lord that as i encounter other people that i grow the fruit of the spirit i choose to walk in love barku di brenda makun ebekal andumi kindi antaha indumesto mendumaka ungonile Ah, no, oh. Oh. So are you up most mornings, Esther, with us, doing this with the yes, Lord? Yes, Pastor Sharon. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful? It is wonderful. I mean, Pastor I know Sharon. it's not based on feeling, but when he moves in your spirit, yes. it, it spills over into your f- emotions. Yes, Pastor Sharon. Sometimes yeah. I cry. Sometimes yes. I laugh. Yes. I've experienced that. Sometimes I just... I just enjoy, I enjoy. Just, just, you just enjoy, enjoy. And you just sink into his presence and it's a it's a knowing in your heart that he's with you. Yes. Um, yes. Wow. Did you get that? I mean I'm like I don't know if I can even minister now, Pastor John. Oof, Mahai. You know, when this power spirit, something power comes out of another spirit being like that, it just pushes over you, you know. If you have any spiritual sense. <laughs> your glory to God. Thank you, Esther. Yes, you can put that down. Sure. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Yeah. So. Hallelujah. Sure. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise you, Lord. I'm cheered up. Lord, I'm so blithesome. I'm blithe and gleesome. That's joyful in your house of prayer, Lord. Glory to you. So in the time in our times of praise we will have this joy. We will have this spontaneous expression coming from the Holy Spirit to our spirits out of our mouths. There'll be there will be shouting, thanksgiving, and sounds of heaven. He hears, he answers. Hallelujah. We enter boldly. His blood made the way for us to come to him and pray. Glory. And so when she said she speaks Hebrews 10, it's the scripture I read to you. But we come in boldly. Glory to God. Bertus, come and share with us your precious time with God in the morning. Come and share with us how it goes for you. Yeah. It should just stay on. There we go, Bertus. Thank you, Pastor Sharon. Yes. Come stand here by me, Bertus. There we go. Thank you. In the light. So, um, normally, normally I wake up and then I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm in the body or if I'm in the spirit. Because I'm already talking to God when I wake up. Um, yeah, so, it's a wonderful thing just to say, Lord, I love you. Um, Lord Jesus, I love you. Father, I love you. And Holy Spirit, I love you. So, I, I thank you for a new day. Um, um, I thank you that that I can go now and, and start praying and that I can go and read the word now. So, um, so that happens maybe, it takes maybe five, ten minutes. I'm not sure because I don't yes. watch the time. But it's, yes. I do speak to the Lord a lot. And, and Pastor John has taught us to say, Lord, I thank you that I'm your son. Yes. Um, I thank you that I'm your son. And um, so then I get up and uh, I normally go and make Steph a cup of coffee and myself a cup of coffee. And then I wake her up and then I go to her office and I'm, and uh, at the moment, I'm, I'm reading the word from my computer because it's a nice big screen, so yes. so I can read the word. And, yes. Um, yes. I, I don't always pray for for everyone in authority every single day, no, but no. but I do at times. M- more than fifty percent of the time, I do. Yes. And I'm also I also go to the Psalms. I love yes. going to the Psalms just to just to give God my praise. Yes. And, um, yes. And 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 you get um, you get spoiled by praying in the spirit. You do. You get spoiled tell, by tell praying. Tell us about that, Baptist. <laughs> um, what you mean? Um, because it's it's it's. Um, I was explaining to Renier this morning why why how I started praying in the spirit, where the the desire came from, because um, I was then still praying in Afrikaans, and I wanted to express my love for God in a way that I didn't have a, a language for. Yes. So that's why I'm saying I'm spoiled by praying in the spirit because now, Lord. I want to say I love you and um, how much I appreciate you. So, yes. Yeah. So I worship you, Father, oh. and I give you praise. And thank you, Lord, that as I'm going to read your word now, Holy Spirit, you will enlighten me. You will illuminate the word for me so that I can understand what you want to say to me. Yes. Yes, Pastor And then he makes the word come alive to you. And, oh, that's so wonderful. Oh. That is so wonderful. And I just lately again, and because I have to prepare a lot for the Bible school, yes. I have to go through a lot of scriptures 
and uh, the Lord is just helping me to be able to read it. And, 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 and what a wonderful thing is for me in my quiet time is when, 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 I, when I read the word and I look at the meaning of every single word. Because yes. I want to understand what I'm reading. And then yes. the Holy Spirit just, just helps me. And, and what I've just realized is when I, when I read the scripture, I can yes. explain the scripture while I'm reading it. Um, yes. And the Lord just blesses me. And, and while I'm doing that, I'm also praying. So, Lord, thank you for showing me that. Yes, because yes, I want that word to be engraved in my heart. Yes, stay there. Yes, and what praying in the spirit helps you do is you hooking oh, yes. up with the Holy yes. Spirit, who is you're present with Him so much. You're yes. already hooked up with Him that when you're looking at the scriptures and you're praying in the spirit for understanding in the scriptures, it flows. Yes, it yes. comes. So two hours goes past just like that. Just like so that. So normally, normally I have to go to work. At seven, you but, have to watch but, the but time. normally I'm. <laughs> yes. I see, oh, it's seven o'clock. But luckily, yeah. Stefan is at work, so so I can be late a bit. And then two hours has gone just like that. So, plus you know what the Lord said to me the one morning? He says, "Don't you enjoy our early morning tryst?" T R Y S T, and I had to go and look up the word. It's just a, lo- a time of love. Don't you enjoy? Yes. He was just letting me know he so enjoys Amen. being Amen. with me. Yes. He so enjoys being with Bertus. Yes. So in, in, yes. in our house, yes. uh, there's a standard. Yes. Because if I sleep five minutes late, Esther's up before me, Mia's up before me, yes. Steph is up, so there's, there's a standard. <laughs> yes. You cannot afford to, to lie yes. in it because we have to yeah. be with the Lord. So. Yes, we have to be with the Lord. Uh, yes. And, uh, yes. So it's an it's a awesome thing when I, when I walk down the passage going to the kitchen to make coffee for Steph. Yes. I can hear Esther busy with the Lord because she's oh. speaking. I can hear oh. Mia speaking to the Lord. So, oh. Okay, but just get, get going. You oh. can't, you can't yes. be behind you. And that's why the, what the scripture means, provoke one another exactly. to good works exactly it's 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 a good thing yes for them for, for me to be provoked to good works like yes. that whoa you're already up and praying sure i'm coming um me too exactly. me too exactly. thank you bertus thank you. oh thank you bertus glory to god hallelujah you see this is for all of god's sons it's not because pastor john's called no we it's for sons of god first in fact, Son of God is much, much more important than, 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 than apostles, pastors, preachers. Because apostles, pastors, preachers, evangelists are there to activate you like this. To bring you to Jesus. To activate you in prayer. Activate you in the word. Activate you in the spirit. For you to be spiritual. Activate you in the messages. Activate you with truth when we come with truth. Glory to God. So that was one of the things I saw I would do in the prayer meeting is God wants to restore everybody's personal relationship with God. And here was an example. Because some of you look at me like, yeah, but you're a pastor. And so you should be in the word like that. No, I'm telling you, I've got people in this church that are more fanatical than me. If that's possible. They provoke me. They provoke me to good works. They encourage me. I go, oh, oh, yes, yes, me too, me too. Glory to God. Not competing, not comparing. It's not a performance, it's a choice. Oh, you choose, you choose. Me too, I can also choose to be with him. Hallelujah. In the morning, in the morning, glory to God. And so there we go, our personal relationship 
with the Lord. And so yielding to the Holy Spirit in prayer, in intercession, in supplication, when we're making requests, yielding your tongue from your spirit to the Holy Spirit. And then it flows then from your spirit to your soul, which is your emotions and your intellect. And sometimes your body, it causes your body to tremble. There's many scriptures that speak about the tremblings. I trembled in the presence of the Lord. It's just his presence is so big and so full in you that it causes your flesh to tremble. And there'll be a trembling. Sometimes I get a trembling in my hands. Sometimes I get like a trembling in my right leg. I get a, like a trembling. I, 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 I don't know why. It doesn't matter whether it's there or not. It's not, it's not, I'm not looking for it. But sometimes there's a trembling because the spirit of God moves from your inside with your spirit flowing over to your soul because that's how spirit beings are supposed to live from the inside out from your spirit because the word of God you put in your spirit your praying is done with the Holy Spirit your your spirit man receives the spirit words of Jesus spirit and life the spiritual spiritual and then it flows from your in spirit into your soul and sometimes it impacts your body sometimes that's why people just fall down under the power of God because the power of God is manifesting to that degree in their bodies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And just because he doesn't manifest to that degree doesn't mean it's more powerful for that person than for me. No. Right? And that's what I always teach about your amplitude. Your prayer is not powerful because it's loud. Your prayer is powerful because you're hooked up with the Holy Spirit and you have faith. But the yielding to the Holy Spirit... Is important. When you are hooked up with the Holy Spirit, He will move in you in a certain way, in joy, in 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 all these ways. So, so let Him pour out the prayer in you and through you. The Word of God says, "From your innermost being will flow, flow rivers. From your belly, the King James says, will flow rivers of living water, and that's what flows through me, from me, when I pray in the Spirit." When I pray in my understanding, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Both. Both and. Not either or. Glory to God. So. We're humbling our soul. That I, I read you that scripture in the teachings you've been going through on prayer and fasting this week. David said, I humble my soul with fastings. Because your soul part is that part of you that's very strong. Your intellect. Wants to dominate you, your intellect, the soul part of you, your emotions. You want to, you want to be emotional about stuff. Either you want to have good emotions, or you, or you will have bad emotions because things are going so bad. So your soul part is is the part of you that needs humbling with fasting. David said, "I will humble my soul with fastings." Why? So my spirit can become more dominant. I'm taking extra time reading the word. I'm taking extra time just singing, just singing to him, just. Thanksgiving to him. Hallelujah. And, and that way I'm giving to my spirit. Right? And so that's what we're doing here today. And he hears the desires of the humble. And that's how we humble our self-life. Our self-life. Right? So, um, I'm going to move now. What's the next thing, Lord? Right.
We're going to pray now for the nation. Why are we going to pray for the nation? Because like Esther was saying, she prays for the nation because she's obedient to the word of God. What does the word of God say? The word of God says. You see, this is being a doer of the word. It's this simple, as you heard from Esther today. Being a doer of the word. And Pastor John read the scripture last night. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 says, I exhort therefore, who's writing this scripture? This Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is writing this scripture through a human vessel. I exhort therefore, it is the Apostle Paul speaking to Timothy. I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications. First of all, first of all. First of all, before I pray for myself. First of all, before I pray for my friends and my family. First of all. First of all means first of all. You can look at it up in any translation and you'll find it will say first of all. It will never say second. It will say, always say first of all. First of all, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplication, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, comma, the men are the kings, for all that are in authority, the Amplified Bible says, in places of responsibility. Why? That we may lead a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable. Another word for acceptable is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior. Hallelujah. It's pleasing. So is he going to answer praise? Is he going to answer if we pray? Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. He's going to answer. So we're doing this first of all today. And I just want to read to you. Some things that are underlined out of Psalms, just to, for you to hear. You give ear to my words, O Lord. My voice will you hear in the morning, Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto you and will look up. Right? There's another one here in Psalms that says, You have heard the desire of the humble. You will prepare their heart and cause your ear to hear. That's what he does. He's waiting for our prayers now so that he can answer. And so here's another one. Blessed be the Lord because he hears the voice of my supplication. Blessed be the Lord. He hears the voice of my supplication. In my distress, I call upon the Lord and I cried unto my God. And he heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him even into his ears. I believe this. I believe this. I have faith. I know that when I call and I cry to him in the morning, in praise, in rejoicing, in thanksgiving, I know it comes even in his ears. Glory to God. So now, Father, we're going to pray for our nation. And like I do sometimes, I'm just going to put the timer on for two minutes. For two minutes. We're going to pray the earnest Fervent, heartfelt prayer, it says in the book of James, makes tremendous power available. We're going to pray for our nation. We're going to pray. We're going to include in it because we're many here. We're going to include our president. We're going to include all the matters that are on his desk right now. All of the legislations, like I said on Tuesday night, all the legislation that God is wanting us to bring to him that he can actually turn around for us. All of the, the stuff in the pipeline that the devil's trying to push through legislation now. We come to stop those things. We come to pray for all of the good men and women for good governance. Good, the good men and the good women 
that God has already put into government. And we continue to ask him according to scripture that he continues to remove. He continues to remove those that are opposing him in this nation. We continue to ask him to remove those who are opposing him in this nation. They're opposing him. They're coming against God in this nation. So we have every right to ask him to remove them. Because in the book of Daniel, it tells us that we can do that. And so, Father, we come and bring all these matters to you right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And we come to pray. We come to let our spirit pray. Because according to Romans 8, it says that we pray according to your perfect will, Father. When we don't know what prayer to offer worthily, how we ought to. We don't know all of the details, Lord. All of the insights. We don't have all the insight, but you do. And you take my prayer and your prayer and your prayer and your prayer and you take it and it goes into the bowls of heaven in Revelation chapter 8 and you answer it. Glory to God. I really want to encourage you. I want to encourage those of you that once were obedient to the word of God. That God... And you just find yourself through circumstances that even when you hear me speaking like this, even when you hear Esther speaking and saying, gee, she prays for the government every day. I've never even done that for you not to become disheartened and despondent, but choose to obey. Just a choice. It's not a performance. It's just a choice. I choose to obey because the book of James says you will be blessed in your life of obedience. You will find if you just obey the Lord in one thing, that like this that he says, first of all, you'll find that that willingness to want to obey him in more things. You know, I'm, I'm just saying, you can do, you can do two minutes, just like this, you can do this in your car in the morning. You can say, Lord, I'm just lifting up my nation. If you're not getting up to spend time with the Lord in the morning yet. Our prayers today are going to really help you to get to a place of where you love him so much that you do something about it. That you do something about it. Because every born and again Christian, if you had to ask them, do you love the Lord? Yes, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Why? Because a born again spirit loves the Lord. Absolutely. A born again spirit loves the Lord. But you've got to move from, I love the Lord. I choose the Lord. I obey the Lord. I obey his word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, two minutes for our nation. We start right now. We're praying in the spirit. Siparadatu pekere nasha na makro teseretika. Lo prestete rebishka na marata kastrofte. Kalabako rebishka na marakaitru metrevesi. Kashkaviru. Ishampatari kata lote peredi. Shalakaska takole preveseleki. Yekeshkesedi kalavakru murubushke. My spirit speaks to you, Father.
our spirit speaks to you. remain fervent in this prayer, Father. My heart is in it, Lord. Hallelujah. Two minutes of fervent prayer. What God can do with that. God immediately interprets our tongues. Immediately. Because he gave us this tongue, the language, to ad- wherewith to address him. The Weiss Bible says to dignified, elevated discourse because it's pure, it's clear, it's clean. This language is clean, it's clear. It's uncluttered of worldly words. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, now, I'm going to move right on, John. I'm going to move right on here. We've prayed for our nation. Yo, you think just your prayer? Yes, your prayer. When I pray for my nation, I say this to God. Father, I come in the power of one. I come in the power of one because your word says one puts a thousand to plight. I'm coming to do, I'm coming in the power of one today. I'm your son. I come in the power of one. I am your son. I thank you for what you do today in my nation because I pray. Two minutes. How hard is that? How hard is that? That's not difficult. Glory to to God. And so, pray for a nation. I do need to give you the seriousness of this. Um, Where did I put this? The Lord Jesus, in camp meeting 79, the Lord came to Kenneth Hagen, and um, he said he was, he said, the Spirit of God keeps moving on me. He was with friends. The Spirit of God keeps moving on me. I need to pray. And so he speaks about how he got lost in the Spirit. He was caught up in the Spirit of prayer. And I'm not going to read all of it to you, but I am going to read this to you and say, say this to you. Jesus said to me, Back in 1970, you saw what I showed you coming into your nation. If you and the Christians had done what you should have done, none of these things would have happened to your nation. You would not have had the riots. 
You would not have had the political disturbances. Your president would not have made the mistakes he made. I am holding the church responsible for his mistakes. I began to weep and cry and say, oh God, yes, he said, I am holding you and the church responsible. Then he said, when you tell that to some of the Christians, they will laugh. But when they stand before my judgment seat and they receive the condemnation rather than the man who was then president, they won't laugh. God will say, why, why, did you, why, why were you not doing 1 Timothy? Why would, did you, why would you not, first of all? Why would you not? I expected you to release your authority into my, my nation. And so he said then, second... He said, there will arise, unless the Christians pray, other riots that will come. There will be riots, tumults, and disturbances disturbances all across this nation. And it's going to, if it's going to happen, it will bring further trouble in the economic scene and the financial structure, and you can stop all three. You can stop the upheaval in the social structure. Why do you think we want our prayers to increase and intensify? We want them to be more powerful than what they currently are. Dear Lord, I know that our prayers are preventing a lot of things, but not nearly enough. It's time now. God's going to pour out of his spirit, his spirit of grace and prayer upon us. Hallelujah. So that we can rise up in prayer. And have the kind of stature and authority in the heavenly realm that can actually deal with the devil on this level. That's why God is wanting, looking for a a legislative, a legitimate legislative assembly. Jesus said, I will build my legislative assembly. And the gates of hell will not prevail against that assembly. He's not saying I'm buying, but building some nice little building where you can come and listen to nice little songs and hear a nice little motivational message and go home and just live like the rest of the world. That's not what Jesus said when he said, I will build my church. He was using the Greek word ecclesia. My legislative assembly. Every, every Roman of that day knew, knew the word that Jesus was using. Church, 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 before it was synagogue and before it was temple. Now he's using the word ecclesia, ruling and reigning. And so, in in, in some time now, we're going to be praying for ourselves and the changes that must come about in ourselves. Christ to be formed in us. The maturity that needs to happen in you and in me. There's a maturity. Brother Jerry spoke about that when he had a meeting with us. God's been waiting for us to come to maturity to release some of these things. He's been waiting for us to come to maturity. How do we come to maturity? Because we be spiritual. We planted in his ecclesia. We planted. A plant does not attend church. You're not planted just because you attend. You are not planted. The thing that gets planted in you is the word of God that comes from the pulpit. You only attend church. You're not planted if you are not listening to what the spirit of God is saying to this church. You're not planted. You just attend. 
And God is endeavoring to get you to be a plant, planted by streams of water, living water, sucking in the sap of your good education, getting your roots, getting the word of God into you to grow root. The word in you to get rooted in you. That's how you mature. You don't have some special way of getting to maturity that I don't know about. That's how every son of God comes to maturity. They are part of the church. They go to where the spirit of God sends them to. And then they receive the messages that come from the messenger. You can read God's pattern. It was God's pattern when the church was birthed in the book of Acts. It was God's pattern. It says they continue daily in prayers and in the doctrine of the apostles. In the teachings of the apostles daily. That's the only way your maturity is ever going to come. Is because you allow the Holy Spirit to plant you. And then you allow the words and the seeds that God is bringing in the messages to get into your heart. And so that you become it. Then you grow up. You desire the sincere milk of the word of God that you may grow thereby. And you can see the pattern in the book of Revelations too. Jesus does not write the same letter to every church. He writes to the church at Ephesus and Smyrna and Thyatira. He writes to the, and he writes different things. He has different messages for different churches. It's all from his word, but he has different messages. The church at Smyrna, he writes this, I know this about you, I know this about you. And you this, and this is good, and this is good, but this, no, 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 no. That's Jesus in his church today. And another thing, Pastor John, that the Lord Jesus said to me just recently, this book is not a lucky dip. So I had to go and look up the word lucky dip. Lucky dip. That you think you can just pull out a promise at random for yourself. You can't do it. Pastor John, the Lord gave me such insight into this. That you actually, if you're not... At a church, Paul, called to be an apostle through the will of God unto the church which is at Corinth. So if you are not at an ecclesia, at a place that God puts you, you can't lucky dip a scripture out of the Bible. The majority of the body of Christ are lucky dipping in the word of God. They're not interested in being planted, but give me the promise. I'll quote that boy. They quote, they quote this one, the body of Christ. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But that was something the apostle Paul declared over the Christians at Philippi who were personally taking care of him financially. You cannot lucky dip the word of God. It's not a lucky dip, he said that to me, Pastor John. Even that scripture, now I'm seeing everything, you know, when you were reading out of Timothy. Timothy, my son. Timothy, my son. I'm saying, people lucky dip out of the book of Philippians. But actually, are they a son in a church? Do they have a spiritual father? 
The Apostle Paul said, you have many boy leaders, but you do not have many fathers. Fathers that will travail for you. Fathers that will watch over your soul, Hebrews 13. Fathers that will pray for you, watch out for your soul, to give an account to God. Watch for out the Amplified Bible says for your spiritual well-being. Right? You can't lucky dip in God's word. Unless you see the context in which the scripture is set in. Right? Right? So. So all men. We are going to be praying for all men. And um, we're going to be praying for the nation. So now. We're going to move to the next um, subject. Very important that the Lord gave me is for Christ to be formed in us. Christ to be formed in us. Glory to God. I'm just going to find the scripture now that Apostle Paul says. Um, yeah, all right, I'll go to the King James. It'll be in the King James like that. Right. I've heard these words from Pastor John so much in the messages. Grow up, grow up, grow up, grow up, grow up. Mature, mature. Right. Let's see here. Here's a scripture in Galatians 4.19 where the Apostle Paul is writing to the church of Galatia. And he says this. He says, My little children, of whom... I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. So here's an apostle travailing in birth again and again and again. That Christ be formed in the believers. The church at Galatia, he's praying for his people. The church where he founded the church. Right? And so he speaks about that. Oh, that's where I must go to. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, that's where I must go to. I must go to Romans chapter 8 because he gave it all to me. Here, let me just make sure that it's all... Here, yes, it's all here. Sure, thank you, Lord. Right, so before we pray, um, t- uh, before we're going to be praying for ourselves, I'm not going to wait for my apostle to pray for me that Christ may be formed in me. And I don't pray. Well, pray for me as much as you can, then travail for me, travail for me to, for Christ to be formed in me as much as you want, Pastor John. Let's see if that will ever happen to me. 
No, those prayers of the apostle are going to prevail and avail much for those who are desiring Christ to be formed in them. Yeah. You know, the power of, of song, the power of song to keep you. I don't know where Pastor G is, but anyway, the power of one song. It was before I met Pastor John, before I met him when I was in that place of zeal with God, I heard a song and it stayed with me all these years, 43, 44 years, it has stayed with me. And it goes like this. To be like Jesus, this hope possesses me. It's a bit low, but anyway, here I go. In every thought, word, and deed, this is my aim, my creed. To be like Jesus, this hope possesses me. The Spirit helping me, like Him help me. That song has resounded in my spirit for decades, pressing me into my destiny. What's your destiny, Sharon? In Romans chapter 8, I've been predestined. To be transformed and molded into the image of Christ Jesus, my son. This is not my destiny. This is an expression of my destiny that I can stand here and minister to you. This is so, so low down on my list. That song has held me and kept me. That is the one thing that possesses me. To be like Jesus in my home. When I'm with my husband, in my home when my children were little, I was learning how to love them, how to develop the fruit of the Spirit that's in Jesus, all those beautiful fruit that are in Jesus. Still today, that's my hope that possesses me, to be like Jesus in every thought, word, and deed, how I behave myself behind closed doors, in my home with my husband. That's where I want Jesus to see me. How I behave in my everyday life when I go to a supermarket. How I behave in my everyday life when I come to church and I have conversations with God's people. That's where I want him to see me. That's where I want to be his beloved. Hallelujah. The power of song. That one song. That one song has kept me all these decades resounding in my spirit. To be like Jesus. Right? And so we're going to be going into prayer for this. I'm not waiting for my apostle to groan and travail for Christ to be formed in me and birthed in me. I am going to do this. I'm going to do this all for myself. Romans 8. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. I mean, I'm reading from the King James. If we go to Romans chapter 8, verse 19, I want us just to look at verse 19 for the earnest expectation of the cre creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. 
That scripture in another translation says the yearning and the intense anticipation for the manifestation of the mature sons of God. That word sons is talking about mature sons of God. And then it says here, verse 22, for we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption and the redemption of our body. Verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps our weakness, for we know not what we ought to pray and what we should pray. It's in complete context of I'm groaning to become a mature son of God. I'm groaning within myself to become a mature son of God. What do my groanings do? My groanings bring the life, eternal life to bear on my, on, on my heart, in my mind, illuminating and enlightening my, my, my mind and my heart and enabling me. Enabling me to do the word that he's showing me. Hallelujah. So, the spirit helps my weakness for I don't know what to pray for as I ought. What? Because I groan within myself, verse 23. I'm groaning for me to become a mature son. All that groaning there is for me to become a mature son. He helps me. The spirit himself makes intercession for me with groanings which cannot be uttered. Verse 29, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. That's your destiny. He predestinated you to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. We cannot become mature sons of God without each other. Very powerful statement, Pastor John, made by the Spirit of God. I cannot become a mature son of God without my the collective greatness of my blood-bought family. Your spirit life impacts me. My spirit life to impact you. Your, your maturation of your love provoking me to good works. Your example that you live before me causing in me a desire and a longing to press more into God. This is not an isolated thing that we become, that we become sons of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, groaning. I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians 5. I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians 5 to show you the groan. I think in my life, the one thing that I've done the most in my time with God, when I pray for me, is this. I must be quite honest with you. I come to, to groan for Christ to be formed in me. Today, further clothed with immortality, it says here, glory to God. 1 Corinthians. Where am I going here now? What did I say? 2 Corinthians 5. Look at this groan. Okay. Mm. Verse 2, for in this I groan, I've put the I, 
For this I groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with my house which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed I shall not be found naked. For in this tabernacle I do groan, being burdened, not for that, for that I would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that has wrought me for the self-same thing is God, who has given me his spirit so that I can have my mortality swallowed up by life. Mm. <laughs> right? So then it says here, and the Passion Translation says this, We crave for all that is mortal to be swallowed up by eternal life. And this is no empty hope, for God himself is the one who has prepared us for this wonderful destiny. And to confirm this, he has given us his Holy Spirit within us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Amplified Bible says that my mortality may be swallowed up by immortality. And he's equipped me for this very thing. Because he's given me his Holy Spirit living within me. So having Christ formed in you is a lifelong passion, desire, and zeal. Glory to God. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, we come to you to pray for Christ to be formed in us, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. All right. You're going to be praying for yourself. You're going to be strange for some of you. Some of you never prayed for Christ to be formed in you for yourself. Never groaned like this with these scriptures. You've never travailed for Christ to be formed in you. Because you've never had a desperation for that. But today a desperation comes to you from the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Let's pray. You're going to pray for yourself now. Let your spirit speak to God for Christ to be formed. I kala katuke rende menekerida kasukre bereti. Shapasato kutu remene masa da tira tatu. I sharustis te kereketu e shifasu. I shifasu mokusentu pasikature. Yemene mishastu pirikashku. Sefere se sista katuke li praskute. Aya la kore preveketisha namarasoste. Kala kature breveshe seste de griva kutele. Inda manaka rode pesefele kira. Yakara kute le beshke de frevesa, Yamanakatu stefeste de brivaka, Yaparasa soste de veres de viraka, Yepereka sikra kasuke le mereka, Yeshevesila katuke rebesi, Yakule peke, Yapalakuke remendes de strivaka sacrodu. Oh shamasana, Oh shamana masana katukere, Stafara tastore stefere, Ishabrabakala tastrove de sele. Ala pakure preve de kereshi, saparakute le peres de kereti, asafalabatu postostro bogoroki, 
Shafasalatu umbra mamakaritu, umbra mamakaritu storuvukusheseri, samprapakalu kurustu struvukushi, strapakataka la gros destreveke shikrati, isalakatu frese nemikaru, yeshevere sista katuke lebere, shavara kasukre brebira brabere, yalakatuke rebeshke tefira toste lepekere bala, yemene mana soste devere kilakala. Eshe levara sira fure bregeshke fala, embre me marashira sofre bekelevara, asharabonte pestreve ke shikra, sukuro sestu de vrishka, la kara kute rebeke sherevesi, shakara struve severesi, aikala kute pete ke shisa, frabasa, shifra babasa, mamam brabasoste de vira brabasa, koskata kala kote, ala frobeshke de bereke rikato. Shapra pravaskata kule ketekeri, shopre pesete kalika risani, kutukutu, kelevre pregishka la parasoste de bere kelekredi, ashamanai osekru presisto da baya naiko, ele makira da borebe naiko merese de giraki, aishola frose ne mekaratisa, yoshe feresesista da tiska, okere pakisha lafra babaratisto, yamana mano sukoro kosheste disto, yekere ferishka da barakute perefese prebitu, ishafrasa laku. Ya'an Ina manakoro de perefesikra marakarana kode Ia shole perefesira kote Eshefese ne menemina kote kelegeresino Namanayaso lukutu koropo Shepre mesista katara katoste Yashafo lebedekara Yeshevre merekesila katote Wes Caitlin Shepre memikara mote peremenikara koshke de keleta Yashav roke sepele pasika lore pesete Yashav roke lebereketista Lo prebereketista da kole Labarabonte streve Sira sacondre bereketeke lido, ishavra baroste de berekishalu, yashole pereste de bekerindo do borokushke, ayasholevru, ayasholevru brukudu barasisto do borokendru, ishavro broboste de bereki. These are my prayers for me, for Christ to be formed in me, Lord. Yeshevere sisto do boko robodo, yes, as me, as much desire as I have in my heart for this, Father, at least I'm praying for it, Father. At least I'm letting my spirit speak to you about it, Lord. Le perekeshke de vira Kore preveselete kito omboro, 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 beshe gedika, beshe gedika da barakuze sefremi, ayana kure breste de sefnemi, ma sefnevi, ma sefnevi, ma vasailo korobo kotolo proboshke breste vira bo pepe pepe lando dorege, shilaros tekira, obra bashore festreve ketia manore. I cry out, I call out to you, Father. My spirit speaks to you, Father. Yeshevre, our spirits speak to you, Father. For our maturity, Father. Yes, sevre pekira monde brebeshke de breste de vika labote prepesila katore. Yo lista maro bokore brebeshke le breske de kirada. Oh, shavala stopre memelesti prato. Isha krobese revita ko. Ene menekre tira tore peshevresi. Aikute le bete keske de vere brevesira ko. Yeah. Hallelujah. And now we honor, we honor any vessel that God wants to have them pray. And we hook up our spirit with their spirit, though our mind do not understand. We hook up our spirit and we say, yes, Lord, all of that.
all of that for her and for me. Let her pray. Let her be praying not only for her, but let her be praying for me. And I hook up with this prayer right now for maturity, spiritual maturity. Hallelujah. teaching hey you know what we're praying for what you're praying for come Jess so daya kai seto loroto madu shedele kayu opraka u nana hi shedele petu morataha na hu hodo doya tahi hi Na so shata hu kata i ya tumbata i ketelebetu. So loto rata ka i sede ebetu manda. Ma so shodo karate rebete. So robora ka yata i sende tu shata ha. Natura ba narakide zendurutu kuyanandu shodoroba a e e e e so toyananda kasushetere tukana nasumba daya tayo koyo toya kaya ayo oyana sushata Shik 
katushinda ndubre inda ndubre da shidra balube yundru vinanu nevre elevandu druvi hadushi ikra gudre danu tepele rundinda hadubre yandundru vinda ha ya hadushi dalu prende node undo nobre elandu shnubre ndai nununi vahilishidi la balutre yandundru vinanu tukro kope kaishanda narude alure Nune da nune da hai shi da polotro honda yando no debe yandi shi hadu pre edu shundru vina nina na yudru vina na nushi anda nube yando no rushi vile vandu shugru gigaiti iki da ki da kuti galuvrena yando no vi hai shuveva yado duri vina Leva haishu yuhu shiga yuhu shika lushi vala tute belembra antina haya yahuhu ve yanduvi hiya huve ya ya so ya Sujatayu kana subratakayu na yitete shundo na yasanu kaya shezelemetubra no kutoya no bra kaya sujetelemetubra takayi i utoya seyua suya Yours. Let me take your prayers for us too, Pastor Garth. Shuku yestate kulobuku signe predesu utama. Sun preniminimi si tu parabaka sta predefeltu shtiminye de vukur gun redeveka kbungunu ugu se befe egid istu kutakarnendolo sapalama Sengria cia sutul kukusteste, sefe nyemini nyomokutar katamaike, suterdaldu bukustamani mini mefrukuna aldu su, o sepefreki namangno go ostungan elestanagudo, izumbne mem namangno mostumbronga istekid ugandajne ke, 
se vokuta pardu oldo stanyanga siki esutar nashto storda altustuntu ufure blez nebnos takani ilisi shonya marde zetu kusanyi o mandu brefe sote perno uste kemo nosto manyo nosto grenyo muste venyo muste drive edukuna labra sevrdu o menyosa o stebenya minyo nukusi o mama sedu o shta kasterku ahayata zite sestu vranya zuka asa kanyusha de vrenuda bali setre vecheya Uh, mestu, 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 O me suderda sacradista stukuna, me nyuruda kala ita kushtuka namanye, namanyame se kuraha ya hasehete, muruku tutanaka nana, si genusa tavranyatuba. O manunusana, 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 ese tupertupa. Ne bernumuste me, o balasitu pashasta ranyo nukalanyadi, se vrusta parama, e sentu kuche setu katananu se frebekesi, nanyu lugre befredisi te pernosha, o se befredinia makasa. spiritual maturity. Oh, 
Thank you, Pastor Christie. Father, we thank you for this time of prayer. In Jesus' name, we say, Amen. See you at uh, one o'clock.